We good? We good, bro. All right, yo, what's going on, everybody? I want to say welcome back to another installment of Under Construction. I'm your host, Vince Dunlap. To my left is Jamal Darby. To my right is Rodney Richardson. And we're going to get at it again. It's another week of Hornets basketball. They went one and two, took a loss to the Houston. Then they, they, beat, the, they beat Washington somehow, some way they beat Washington. And uh, we just saw them take another loss to, to our uh, arch nemesis, the Heat. So um, what do you guys are lost as far as like the past week? And uh, what do you got them looking like going forward? Um, it's typical Hornets. You're blown out by Houston. Quite frankly, Houston quit to me. They let them back in the game. Uh, the, the youngest played well, but Houston put, put their foot back on the pedal and basically beat us thoroughly. Washington was totally unexpected. Where was his effort all season? That's my question. Uh, today, it's just something about that Dwayne Wade, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it was, what's Nate been? He's, he's just, he's a Hall of Famer. One of the greatest of all time. All right, Jamal. Man, I, I don't know if there's any occupational therapists out there who deal with sports depression. Because <laughs> that's where I'm at. We'll start with the Rockets game. I, I, I take, you know, man, I, I get happy about very little things with the Hornets now. I, I was just happy that they even made the game at some point in the Rockets game. Even though the Rockets are known for taking their foot off the gas, they'll miss about, <laughs> the Rockets will go on the street, but they'll miss about 15 threes. They'll let you back in it. And they did the Hornets too. I, I'm a little more optimistic about that than Rodney is. I don't, you know, I don't think they totally left. I, I would give us a little bit of credit for that game. Um, aside from that, man, the Wizards game, it's like, this is like the only team where wins frustrates you just as much as possible sometimes. Because, <laughs> like, when they win, you're just looking to be like, why can't y'all do that all the time? Well, even, even before that, though, we were up 21. No, but, but, and, and, but, 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 I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Don't even say it, man. I know what you're going to say. We all do that, too. Because <laughs> that's all I do. At least in the fourth quarter, they showed some moxie, they showed some pride, they showed some guts. Fast forward to the day, man. No, number one, dear Dwayne Wade, thank you for your contribution to basketball. <laughs> Please get the hell out of the league. I, God, I can't wait for you. Bye. Bye, Dwayne Wade. Bye. Bye. I, shoot. Go away. Please. Go far away. You and Gabby go chill in Brazil. I don't care. Get away from us. So, today's game, man, I, I try to be optimistic. Hey, man, big game. We could be eight by the time the game is today. Orlando could lose and we can win. It's going to happen. Marvin Williams doesn't show up at all. Nick Batum is Nick Batum. And in classic Hornets fashion, we just forget how to play basketball in the fourth quarter. Frank Kaminsky, look, man, props to him. Props, props, props. But when Frank Kaminsky is your saving grace for the fourth quarter in the basketball game, that's a problem. <laughs> There's a problem. Frank Kaminsky is your leading scorer in the fourth quarter of the game. Reason being is because, you know, uh, again, man, I, Eric Spolster is a hell of a coach, man. I, I, dude, I, I think he's one of the great coaches in our league. He figured out, man, you got to take him away and let everybody else beat you. Nobody else beat the heat today. Kimba can't score through traps and double teams. I don't know anyone who can. Not too many people. So, here we are, once again, back in Hornets depression with an outrageous schedule coming up. So, man, what do we start looking at box traps? Can we talk about so, that soon? Let me, let me take a second to give a shout out to Frank. I know the fan base has been very critical of Frank Kaminsky, but um, these last couple weeks, they, I, I, I don't think you can find anything to critique Frank Kaminsky on. 
And with the way that he's been playing these last couple weeks, do you think that JB should have probably went to him earlier? I think so. Mark Williams has been totally inconsistent the whole season. You know, and Frank gives you, if Frank gives you anything, he's going to at least score the ball. He's going to shoot. He's going to stretch the floor out. He's going to make the defense honest. And Frank has been a it's been a consummate pro all year, clapping up the teammates. He, he, he may make a noise. He may make a little noise behind the scenes because he wants to play. I see the passion there, right? And and, and, and and I know I was wrong for for hating on bashing on Frank, but he, he deserves our praise today. He, he for the past two three weeks, he's probably been the second best player of the team. He's consistent. He's showing up, and he's even giving you a little bit of defense. As a club man, I I don't have too much to really to really say against that man. But like you mentioned, man, consummate professional. The thing is, you know, I I don't think anybody really knows what happened when or the whole buyout situation. Yeah. Because from what I heard the last time, the team didn't want to do it. Frank wanted to do it because he wanted to go somewhere and play. So again, man, that's just kind of a tricky situation. But to really get back to your question, hindsight is always twenty twenty, man. You know what I mean? And JB was pretty consistent as to why he didn't play Frank. And that was because of his lack of defense. Fast forward to today, I can't believe I'm saying this. He did the best job on white side today. What in the world? We must be in the universe today. Frank Kaminsky is getting credit for his defense today. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to switch gears, but I have to because it kind of relates to ties in this. Benjamin Biombo played like a Vegas, like, like. Somebody a, stole his lunch for that. He, he played like, like the mob threatened his life today. <laughs> Somebody needs to channel the Benjamin Biombo that played for the Raptors in the playoffs that got him the contract that he has now. Because where is this guy? I got a secret for you. He's playing with better players. <laughs> it, matches the, it, it matches deficiencies. With that being said, better players don't make you give better effort to get rebounds. Better players don't make you necessarily protect the rim better. Now, better players do uh, prevent uh, uh, lane penetration so you, you don't have to work as hard. I, I can't give Bibbs that pass today, man, because he got punked by Whiteside today. He got, not, I'm sorry, he got punked by Bam out of today. <laughs> not Whiteside, forget Whiteside. This, this dude with Simulac on his breath, this young guy, <laughs> outplayed Biz. He's easy. Right. Okay, yeah, all right, so moving all right, on. Moving on. Okay, listen, we got 13 games remaining. Uh, we just went one and two. <laughs> this week, we got Philly, Minnesota, Boston, and Toronto. Talk to me. 0 and 4. 1 and 3. 0 and 4, 1 and 3. Yeah. Okay, we got 13 games. We're two spots out of the eight spot. You say 0 and 4, you say 1 and 3. You're starting rotation. What do they look like? The regular starters or the youngest? I, look, the regular starters are playing until they're mathematically eliminated. I, I don't think there's any need to really change. I, but, well, let me let me be clear what I'm saying. There's no need to change the starting line because it's not going to matter. Let me be very clear about that. <laughs> okay? It's not because... We're going to gain some advantage somewhere. And no, no. It's just not going to matter. We have just guys. Besides, it's, it's, it look, it's Michael and Tito's. <laughs> you can't, when you, when you replace Tito's with more Tito's, it's going to be Tito. Okay? All right? So, he's not going to be Tito. Tito. Okay, Marlon and Cruz. Okay? <laughs> so, there's just no need to really kind of shuffle anything right now. The one thing... You know, JB may want to do depending on matchup. You may want to sit Marvin down and put Frank in, but have, let me be very clear again depending on matchup, because we know Frank can't really guard those stretch forwards and people who are quicker than him, and Marvin is a better defensive option. Outside of that, man, I don't see a lot to adjust. I really don't. I mean, the, the rotation to me has been adjusted enough. You got 
In addition to that, he is the sixth highest paid player on this team. So he's gonna be giving legacy contracts now, so he's Kobe. You owe him. You owe him. Now, now the Kobe contract that was a third contract, but but the people who gave him that money aren't there anymore. Hint, hint. Hey, but bitch. with with Kimba's body of work, bitch. I was I was going with the Buzz family, but touche, touche, touche. What was the irony? Is strong. <laughs> Man, that's some scary stuff. Now switch hats. Now you got your, you got on your NBA executive hat. You're Mitch Kupchak. Do you give him that two twenty? It, it, it's all depending on where this lottery pick ends up. Somehow we in the top, we're in the top three. I give him the money. I I, imagine the Zion or uh, John Morant with a Kimber. Right. I wouldn't trade the Zion pick, but that trick, that 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 pick is worth way more in that trade market, and you can package it with a Batum or a Monk, perhaps. Monk is a bust to me. I'm sorry. But if the pick is high, I offer him that deal. But if it's not, I mean, you have to think a lot hard about that. If you're unable to give Kimba that help, you're capped out. You're in the same position next year. You're in the same position next year. It's probably worse because you can't resign Lamb. You have no viable two guard after Lamb on on his roster. Which makes June, July, the NBA draft all the more important because you have a lot more wiggle room to kind of shape your roster when 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 it comes to making deals and, and coming up with said plan. You know what I mean? If you have a draft pick, you can trade down, trade up. Hey, you got this draft pick, take Nick's contract. You know what I mean? So the summer's going to tell a lot, man. And quite honestly, I do not envy Mitch Kupchak at all. That dude <laughs> absolutely has the hardest GM job in the NBA. I'm name me one GM who has the mess that they have to work with more than Mitch Kupchak does. So Thank you, Rich Show. Thank, thanks a lot, Rich Show. So, Wish you well in your endeavors. Okay, okay. we'll close it. All right, guys. So we're going to move from Kimber and the Hornets, and we're going to move over to uh, Charlotte's uh, most polarizing superstar, uh, Mr. Cam Newton. So earlier this week, Cam Newton released a YouTube episode announcing that he was vegan while he's working on his body, preparing on the second half of his NFL career. I want to start this by asking you guys, how do you guys feel about Cam Newton going into the season, as well as his his, his vegan news? As far as being a vegan, the sun came up today. Who cares? <laughs> people care because a lot of people talk I, about I, it. And I know people care. Unfortunately, what's going to happen in the first double interception he throws? See, I knew he should have chicken. He's not the same. We know how people react to Cam Newton in this city. And the thing is, Cam likes attention, man. I don't, personally, I don't care, dude. I, I don't, the, the guy works at his craft. I have no problem with his preparation for football. I, I, I don't care. I care more about how people are going to react if things go sound. Yeah. Especially coming off the shoulder, the shoulder surgery, the shoulder injury. I'm not going to sit here and profess to anybody I know anything about a vegan diet and what it does for you and how it affect the NFL player. I, I obviously don't. I like chicken wings and pizza. I, I don't care. So the thing is, man, if, if it helps him, if he feels like it helps him get more energy or God better if he feels like he needs to be leaner, whatever. More power to the guy, man. Y'all know with Cam Newton, everything is a damn story, man. Like, everything. I'm not a doctor. I just want the man's shoulder to be healed so he can have some pop on those throws again and he can throw the long ball again. That's what I care about. If a carrot helps him do that, then so So basically, <laughs> I don't care what you eat. I just want you to dive on the ball. Just, just dive on the ball next time. <laughs> what you got, Rodney? 
looking bigger picture. Uh, I'm happy that Cam is able to be himself more. Uh, since the new regime came in, he had the YouTube channel to chronicle his uh, surgery. His Instagram is popping. He has created the YouTube channel. He's 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 being himself, and I, I think when you be your, when you're being yourself, you play better. The personality is more infectious. I can see the change in the organization since uh, Mr. Tepper has come in. They're more charitable within the community. It's just so positive. I'm, I'm looking forward to for, for Cam to have a great season next year. So y'all y'all gonna love him with, with, with his next topic. Cam Newton being a quarterback. His 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 favorite team. Are always offensive linemen because it's an offensive lineman's job to protect you. He gets paid to be a protector. One of those offensive linemen didn't do a good job of protecting himself over the weekend. So Taylor Hearn, who's an undrafted, who's an undrafted free agent out of Clemson, uh, found himself in a joking scuffle over the weekend. And Taylor Hearn, who is listed at 6'4", 315 pounds, was decked out by a guy half his size. Thoughts, reactions, comments. One thing that comes to my mind is a quote from awesome rapper named T.I. 5 9 with the soul. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, we got laid out, boy. You take your chin, brother. <laughs> what you got, Jamal? You know what my first reaction was? What's up? Ooh. <laughs> 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 Tell me who? <laughs> Practice one? <laughs> Listen, man. This is real bad. Look. If you're Taylor Moulton and you get knocked out, you still got a job, man. Yeah. We, we still need Taylor Moulton. If you're Taylor Williams, if you get knocked out, at least you wake up and do money. I knocked out, but hey, man, it's 2 mil right there. <laughs> if you're Taylor Hearn you got knocked out, you might be working at Sprinkler. Right? <laughs> like, when you are on the cusp, when you're on that fence, man, every day of your life needs to be a good decision, okay? Make every day in tips. Make, I don't know what Taylor Hearn's backup plan is. The answer ain't boxing. <laughs> more, more positive guy, man. I don't know what the Panthers are going to do with him, man. Go Tigers, go Tigers. I think Carolina should cut. I think I think they should cut. Now, it's really not that serious. But y'all remember the Olympics when Vince Carter dumped over old boy. That guy had a contract with the New York Knicks to play basketball for next year. And after he left the first round pick, and so I didn't well, know that. I didn't well, know that. He was the first round pick. But and after he let Vince Carter go clear up his head, New York called and was like, hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> from North Carolina to South Carolina down in York County. And with that, the obvious conversation of, well, will the action of games, the Sunday games, follow that? What do you guys think about all of that, that entire conversation? And keep in mind, it's cheaper to live in South Carolina than it is in North Carolina. So this is also, there's also a lot of uh, politics, so to speak, for lack of better words, that's involved in it. So what do you guys think about all that? I am a selfish, obnoxious charlatan. 
I'm a charlatan to the heart. 704 all day. I care less about South Carolina. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all South Carolina viewers. But it's not I North Carolina. I know that. I know it's that. Carolina Panthers. I know that. And I want to talk to them to be Charlotte Panthers. <laughs> I, look, man, as far as that decision goes in the, in the practice facility, number one, let's, let's be clear about something. I was glad to get a new practice facility because Jerry, I still live in the 50s, Richardson, <laughs> had these dudes practicing on Garage High School, whatever they, you call that downtown. Why did it take so long to get a new practice facility? I'll be fair and balanced. It is the Carolina Panthers. South Carolina should have a piece of the Panthers, if, if we're being fair, okay? It's fine. They have, they have they have big plans for that facility. Temper has mentioned that he's going to bring a lot of entertainment centered around that, that facility. That's the cool thing, man. It's a cool thing for Fort Mill and for South Carolina to be a part of that, if I'm being balanced. Again, I'm going to put my obnoxious Charlotte Here's, here's how I justify that. Every time we win, it's because of no Carolina. But when we lose, I just keep it up to the Carolina. All right? And that's how I live with it. Okay? So we, we can move out there. We can move out there. But if we if we go two or three or four more years without going to the playoffs, we'll just blame it on something. 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 All right, Rodney, give me a follow-up. To me, this could be a leverage play. South Carolina is always trying to learn something from North Carolina. Uh, Tepper could be using uh, Governor McMaster for leverage to actually get the stadium built, a new stadium built in North Carolina, where it should be. Where at in Charlotte? I don't know. Or at the outskirts, I don't know. I, I know one thing that they may be looking for is that on-site parking because we don't have that revenue base, which I understand. My thing is, is that it's a leverage play. The stadium is old. It has, it's good, it has good bones, but it's pretty old. And... They're going to need, need a new stadium soon. Hey, you ever been to the Atlanta Stadium? It, we, we don't prepare. We don't prepare. We're we totally lagging around. I've been there. Yeah, yeah and I kind of I co-signed off of that. If if they were to move the stadium down closer to the border, it would be a longer drive for me to go down there. But personally, I believe... People from Charlotte. <laughs> people from Charlotte. It will be a longer drive for Charlotte. It'll be a closer drive if you live in Columbia. Okay. Oh, and that's another thing. Where's this Columbia place? The, the, the viewing area will expand as well. The, the viewing area will expand further south into South Carolina. My biggest hang up on the stadium right now is that when I go to a football game and if I decide that I want to tailgate, I want to be able to go and, and there's a tailgate here, there's a tailgate here in this parking lot. Charlotte isn't really set up like that. You have to park blocks and blocks away, and then you have to walk to each and every tailgate that's at a different block. Right. And if you if you move the stadium further south to the border, you can build an actual parking lot to where you can get that ultimate fan experience. Now, hopefully, we don't become like Buffalo and we do an elbow drop so on picnic tape. Like that's that's dumb. Like like do better, Buffalo. But I think that fan experience would increase greatly. The, the defense to that is that, well, a lot of people love leaving the games and then being able to go right down top. But if you build on the border, you can build you can build the bars and the shops around the stadium because how dope, how dope would it be to go to Carowinds and then as soon as you get done at Carowinds, boom, you can walk right over to the Panther Stadium or vice versa. I see that as a logistical nightmare, pretty much. And then you're gonna be pigeonholed, pigeonholed to, to paying $34 to park. I mean, I, I see the pros and the cons too. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it sounds like a great idea, but you'd be missing the public transportation piece. If, if I don't have to pay the $30 to park uptown, I can just take the train, pay $5, take the train, and I'm in, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's pros and cons to both. I, I, I see the positives and the negatives. My thing is, why are we shifting everything toward the more fluid areas? I don't know. And you know, and, and again, if this was the Charlotte Panthers, let's, we keep it in Charlotte, move it to another location. But simply because it belongs to both states, because if I live in South Carolina, I would want it on the border as well. Of course. So of course. that's the only thing that, that is allowing me to be okay with having gotcha. to go to the border. And, and, and what's being lost in this is that if you're David Temple, you, you have like a, you have a decision between fan experience, profitable for me. <laughs> what's gonna make me more money? Am I gonna keep my fans happy? And, and, and there's a balance that you have to strike there. So that yeah. remains to be seen with, with what Tepper's gonna, what's gonna what's, what he's gonna do in that regard. One thing's for sure, Tepper's got a lot of decisions to make. Yeah. Uh, either way, I think it'll work out for him whether or not he stays here or whether or not he does decide to uh, move the team. One thing's for sure, Tepper's got a lot of decisions to make. But one decision that he did make early in the week, West Charlotte basketball team. Don't see Those, those boys know. lost. You know. uh, they made it to the state finals early in this week. And um, he made he made the decision to not only pay for their way up there, but to pay for their hotel stay as well. Personally, I don't believe he got enough press, but um, I definitely wanted to make that a point, a topic to uh, discuss today, and want to get you guys feedback. Fellow West Charlotte <laughs> Let's go to Lions. Unfortunately, man, we lost in the championship uh, last night. So first and foremost, I just want to say I'm very proud to be a West Charlotte Lion. I'm proud of the Dub C boys for their thousand minutes this season. You didn't take it home, but kudos to you. Um, but back to you know, back to the topic at, at, at hand. We love to see this from from both of our professional franchises here. Um, so it's not definitely not the first time uh, franchises have been involved with CMS. Uh, Michael Jordan gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to CMS a few years ago. Uh, now we have Tepper who's doing this, and it's we need more of it. Again, coming from fellow alumni, man, I, I got a chance to go back to the school last week and just kind of walk around. And quite honestly, man, I looked around and things look exactly how they were since I left there 20 years ago, you know what I mean? I say all that to say, man, it's nice that someone as affluent and, and, and being who he is, David Tepper, cared about us, to, to at least just throw us a bone. Hey guys, here's some buses, here's some hotel rooms. And there needs to be more of that. This needs to, this needs to be the catalyst for more financial involvement more than anything from Hornets, from the Panthers, from whoever to support, you know, CMS schools who not just need like this cosmetic stuff and I mean meaning stuff for athletics, mm -hmm. but put more of that money into these facilities these kids need. Put more laptops in these schools. Put more build better uh, structures with these schools. Like let this be a catalyst for what these schools really need. I'm, again, man, I couldn't be more proud to be a West Charlotte fan, and I also can't be more proud to be a Panthers fan because of stuff like this. And that, this is, it goes beyond sports, man. So this is like a big deal for me. So kudos to Mr. Tepper. Uh, it was a recent study done by USC Charlotte and uh, a couple of economic, big economic people stating that Charlotte was 50 out of 50 in economic mobility. Recently, there was an incident with, with Charlotte and Audrey Kell that basically highlights that we have two Charlottes. Yeah. That's that's that, that's a tragedy. That's a shame. I went to West Charlotte for one year. I went back to West Charlotte two, three years ago. Like you said, it looks exactly it looks the same. Exactly the same. It, it looks desolate sometimes inside, and, 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 and nothing's been updated. I want to know. It's, it's 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 great that we have people like Tepper, uh, Jordan, and the Hornets, but. What can we do? I mean, I'm gonna say this. You can't put a band-aid over a problem that needs to be fixed, needs surgery to be fixed. And so, <clears throat> we, I don't wanna look too political, but 
No, no. Say what you hey, say it with your chest. We need to elect officials who want to attack them and aren't scared to, to get dirty and muddy. The kids at Audrey Kell, they learned they, they learned that behavior from home. And they and they're they Audrey Kell's a more fluent school. Their parents are the ones making the hiring decisions. And that kind of goes into the economic mobility factor. If if, if you're calling everybody inwards at home, what do you think of me when I come to the job interview? That, that, that's what I'm getting here. Here's my piece. It's it's great when 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 people decide to give back. Right. It's it's awesome. There's there's no way that you can look in there. I believe and poke a hole in. Right. However, right. comma. Because we know people do. People will do yeah, it, but I don't I don't know how. We, we, that's in the double discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't believe that once you make it, uh, whatever whatever that qualifies you. I don't believe that once you make it, you should be obligated to give back. And the problem is, we look at a lot of successful people, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, and, and we look for them to, to, obli to, to, we obligate them to give back. And while it's great that, that Tepper did what he did for what is Charlotte, while it's great that uh, Thomas Davis paid for those class rings last year, right. while it's great that Michael Jordan uh, constantly gives it to the CMS, they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to. They right. shouldn't have to. Right. Had Tepper not paid for those kids' transportation in their hotels, they would have had to wake up on Saturday morning and get on the Bluebird and drive all the way up to Raleigh to play that game and would have probably lost a lot worse than the way that they lost earlier uh, this past weekend. Yeah. I just I just think that's embarrassing. I'm hoping that somebody kind of uses this as a springboard to go to CMS, to, to go to uh, the politicians here in Charlotte and say, hey, we, we need to do better. When, when it comes to high school playoffs, I feel like there should be some pot of some pool of money to where every school can just reach into it and say, hey, we got a state championship game to play. The kids need buses, the kids need food, the, kid, the kids need a hotel, a place to stay. And because they made it to the state championship and we're going to Raleigh, hey, let's go to NC State. Let them see what a college looks yeah. like. So once again, to echo what you guys say, you know, kudos to David Tepper for what he's doing. But it's sad that the reality <laughs> of the situation is that he even That's needed to do something right. again with. Totally agree. You know? Totally agree. And there's plenty of money around the city. I'm not going to say any names of any organizations or anything like that. There is plenty of money going around in the city where, you know, they could throw more in the pot than just the sports teams around. Yeah, I'm so, uh, moving on, but keeping it in Charlotte. Uh, the last month, month and a half, has seen us get a lot of that money that we've been talking about for the last few yeah, minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. so money, money, in the last money. month and a half, we've had the NBA All Star Game, we've had the uh, CIAA tournament, uh, and depending on which side of the fence you're on, you may or may not support this. But come next month, we will be having the uh, the RNC. Yeah, I'll probably be on vacation somewhere, but the RNC <laughs> will be coming sometime next month. So with, with the reputation that Charlotte has as, even though it's a metropolis, we're still looked at as, as country folk. Like, what do you guys think that says for the city of Charlotte and where it's going forward? When Charlotte hosted the NBA All-Star Game in 1991, there was not a lot of positive things said about the city, which I can understand. And we would like a little better than Greensboro. Yeah. It's <laughs> Reading some of the reviews of the city, uh, Besides the weather, we got positive reviews, how everything was walkable and everything was close. The uh, CIAA is always a good time. The ACC tournament was spectacular. Zion Kim, UNC, and Florida State. Uh, well, I gotta bring that up, man. I don't care. 
Clemson lost. Uh, <laughs> but it shows that Charlotte is a world-class city and, and, and is able to host these events effectively. We, we successfully hosted the DNC. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, we're inside of the alley on. We're hosting the RNC. And, and this gives us a chance to kind of recruit more companies and stuff like that. And I see this as a real positive. I agree, man. I, I can't say much different than what you said. Just kind of, I'll date back to the same All-Star game in 1991. And coming from someone who's lived here since then and, and even before that. Again, man, I, I we we are a sports culture kind of group here. And I hate to get political, but I have to get political. No matter what, what side of the fence you fall on with elected officials here in Charlotte, I think you gotta give those people props. Without them, without the institution in place, Charlotte would still be what they were in 1991. Maybe. It would be, seriously. So from so if, if we're looking at it as a as a as a landmark in time and comparing it to what we what we have going on in this city in 2019, it's a beautiful thing, man. And and I'm the type of person I'll I'll say this for the RNC and for events, you know, that are happening in the future. I've always said this, and because me and my friends, we personally had this discussion about Charlotte versus insert big city here. And I'll say this, regardless of whether I'm into said event or thing that's going on that weekend, it's never a bad thing that, it, that happened in Charlotte. I don't care. Unless it's just like something just super over-the-top offensive to everybody. It's always a good thing when we can uh, attract a different type of events. It's, it's never a bad thing. CIAA All-Star Weekend. I wish we could do a tally of just the total amount of money all these events are bringing to Charlotte. Now, that money, I hope it goes to something worthwhile, something that would help people. We can only hope. Don't know if that's going to happen. At the end of the day, man, economic growth is nothing to nothing to be mad at, man. It, it only elevates our city. It only puts our city in, in this light that I want Charlotte to be in. I want Charlotte to be the next whatever. I mean, you know what? Let me take that back. I don't want Charlotte to be the next anything. I want it to be Charlotte. I want people in California to be like, man, I keep hearing about this city. Let me go check it out. That's what I want Charlotte to be ultimately. Even if it's stuff that I don't, I'm not into. It doesn't so, really matter to me. Man. Now, now, we're going to throw a loop out there. going to throw a loop. Yeah. With everything, I agree with everything that you said. Would you think that moving the stadium down to the border, would you, do you think that would take away from the Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because here's the truth about the, the, the Panthers being in, in, in Charlotte as it is. You look on TV and, and, and you hear like NFL personalities talk about the Panthers. Down there in Carolina, no man, say down there in Charlotte. I pro I want that identity. I personally, this is just Jamal talking. Like when they say that, it drives me crazy. Well, Cowboys played down there in Carolina. No, they played in Charlotte. You don't say they played down there in Georgia when they played in Atlanta. You don't say they played in Illinois. But, but it's I, because we in the man. Carolina. But so, that goes back to me being a selfish, obnoxious Charlotte. So man. it sounds like it sounds like you need to find yourself downtown, saying, "Hey, look, Mister Tucker, you've been doing a lot of good." Love you. I rock with you. I want you to run for president in 2020. But look, can we get a name change? Can we? Can we get a name change? We we both. Because that's the only way for that. Because like, because like, you really. But but you can't really get upset when somebody says down in Carolina. But see, here's the thing, though. Because okay, here's here's the deal. If if we were to play, if 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 we go up to New York to play in the Giants, Jersey. you can't get mad at people like the outsiders can't get mad. And, and that's another thing. They don't even play in New York. Right. They play in New Jersey. But see. But you're arguing my point for me, dog. They don't play in New York, but they know what that team is about. Well, they've been here for three years. I, I know that. You know what I'm <laughs> With that being said, they don't 
there's not one person who's like the New Jersey Giants. No, that's New York. New York was a no Giants. It's the New York Giants. That's metro area. That's what the Carolina Panthers represent. They represent Charlotte and South Carolina and all these other little areas. Look, look, look. They're the Venetitos of this. <laughs> okay. like, like, can you imagine? Charlotte is the Michael of this region. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, like you watch a game now. They show the Charlotte skyline. Right. Move down to the four mil, you can show Carol. Then I'll be so disappointed, man. <laughs> and, and to add to that, the ACC tournament, which we just hosted, I don't know if you guys have been watching uh, ESPN or watching the other tournaments, but um, ESPN has actually been showing a lot of Charlotte mm -hmm. over the last week or so. And I, I think that was pretty dope. No, I, no, I think that was pretty dope that they've been showing. And, and I think. I think Charlotte got more exposure from the ACC tournament than it gets from actual Hornets games or Panthers yeah, games. Or even because I didn't see none of this stuff mm -hmm. uh, during any of the other weekends. I don't see it during the year. Yeah. But to, to turn on ESPN and to see the Spectrum Center mm -hmm. and to see the stuff, I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, I thought it was man, pretty dope. ESPN, dude, they, they are the name when it comes to sports, man. And that's the kind of national recognition. I want for Charlotte, yeah. man. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, na on, on the national stage, know where this city is at. We all know, man, Charlotte has a separate identity from the rest of the Carolinas. It's hard to argue, you know what yeah. I mean? It, it's, it's, it's a fine line between Charlotte and Columbia, South Carolina. We know that. And we deserve that recognition, man. So, <laughs> some people stop talking. Hey, hey, tell me, we need to be the Charlotte Panthers. We need to be the Charlotte Panthers. At least the North Carolina Panthers. That would flow better. That would flow better. North Carolina Panthers. And, and I'm going to say one more thing. But then I don't want to fight Raleigh. I'm going to say one more thing about these events that are going on in Charlotte lately. It's getting me spoiled. Like, seriously, like the like the last three out of the last four weekends, man, we've had some major events this last yeah. month, man. And I'm getting used to this, dude. Like, I want more of this because when we get more stuff like this, this is more money for everybody. This is more recognition for everybody. This is more opportunity for everybody in this town, man. Everybody can can stand and learn something from Charlotte's growth and kind of apply to their own growth, man. So, yeah. You got to follow up? Bring MLB to Charlotte. <laughs> All right, closing remarks. Bring the Oakland A's to Charlotte in particular. Uh, I want to send a shout out to Raycom Sports. Uh, your yeah. final uh, broadcast was uh, last night. If you grew up in the South, you watch Raycom. Uh, kudos to you, salute, and uh, sad to see you go. My final shout out would be to Brian Latimer. Uh, before three days ago, I didn't know that professional fishing was a thing. A thing. But <laughs> apparently, Brian Latimer is from the other Carolina. Okay. And uh, he won the uh, fishing tournament that happened last week. So just want to say congratulations to the Carolina native and uh, good luck with everything else going forward. My final shout out, again, what y'all lines, man, couldn't be more proud. Dub C, all the way. All right, appreciate it, y'all. This is the Under Construction Crew. Till next time. Peace. Peace.